It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Knapsack Files, friends and family, it is I, Cat Knapsack, here for another edition of The Knapsack Files. We have an interview tonight. How are you? And welcome to what I hope will be a very interesting, inspiring, uplifting, at times emotional interview. My friend, Ryan Azevedo, a filmmaker, a documentarian a harder word to say than you would think. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know there. Uh, you, you put all the words together and, and they come out and you hope it sounds well. Ryan and I met years ago. Years ago, I say. And it was uh, for a project that is still yet to see the light of day that we talk about it. And it's going to see the light of day, which is the goal here. You, you got to get these projects out, but sometimes the journey to get them out takes a little bit longer than you think, and other times they, they come out and they happen and they downright change lives. And the project that Ryan has been working on for the last couple years is out now, and I want you all to uh, listen to this interview and then consider checking out the project. It's a documentary called Claire. follows YouTube personality Claire Wyland, who her entire life battled cystic uh, fibrosis, and then uh, lost her life uh, almost one year ago. Year ago, almost, actually it is a year ago to the day she passed away that the documentary came out. And it's a sad story at times. It could be somber at times, but that's not what her life was about. That's not what her legacy is. It is about living, and we go into that today. So this is going to be, you know, it's a, it's a, more serious interview at times, but I'm happy to have done it, not just to get the word out, out about this film, but to tell Ryan's story of getting selected uh, to tell this story from maybe a, a source that no one can understand. It's just one of those things that happens from time to time. So that's coming up. Uh, I do have to take care of some business. Uh, it seems weird uh, taking care of the, the business end of it, but uh, we got a lot of things coming up, and you can go to KenNapsock.com for information on live shows, including comedy shows with Mark Ellis, some locally here in Los Angeles, and some coming up in uh, Washington, D.C., for example, on November 16th. Locally in L.A., if you're listening on the day of this release, always releases every Wednesday, Friday, September 6th, I'll be at the return of Millennium Pro Wrestling out in Northridge, California. Their new venue will be there selling books, signing books, and just uh, being around. My favorite pro wrestling company of all time because I've been involved with it off and on, in and out of that ring, in and out of that locker room since 2001. And uh, my friend Paul and his team coming back full force, and I'm going to be there to welcome them back and also uh, hopefully meet some of you. If you're local, want to buy a book, I get a book signed, uh, Why We Love Star Wars. Why We Love Star Wars is, of course, now available as an audio book. Had a lot of fun. It took a while to get it out, and I'm actually thankful for that. Talk about the journey. That uh, you know you don't uh, you don't know where it goes uh, by getting the book uh, the audio book uh, put out a little bit later I got to make some corrections 
Uh, there's some mistakes in, 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 the, in the printed version that keep me up at night, but you got to let that go. But I got to correct some of them on uh, the audiobook version. So that makes me even more excited. Plus, it's in my voice. It's, it's my telling of, of the stories, the essays, and I think you'll enjoy it, even if you've already picked it up. If you want to try it out uh, through Audible, get a free uh, audiobook on the Force Center crew. Go to audibletrial.com slash Force Center. Pick up Why We Love Star Wars, and then you help out that podcast and also get to enjoy the book and hear my voice reading a Star Wars story. My Star Wars story in your ears, all right? Yeah, consider that. As always, I want to thank my special high-tier executive producer, Patreon supporters like DJ Snacks, Real Snacks Attack. Uh, you know him over at the Movie Trivia Face-Off. Thomas Risling, Sir Thomas Sattal over there at Casterly Talk. Lethal Logan X, actually. Hey, Lethal Logan X, that's my friend Paul. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Millennium Pro Wrestling, the bloodlines run deep. Matthew Simon, Bador, Matt Thompson, the Brothers Buddha. Tamor, Abdul, Rafa, we got Donald Long, Nathan Ovendale, he's a first-rate Nate, Zach Anderson, and Ty Schellenberger. All right, check it all out. Thanks for your support. You really make things happen. You make things uh, uh, possible here. Also, I want to take the time to announce it's not 100% official, so I'm, I'm going to hedge my bets and just say that it's going to happen. But in a few days, uh, next uh, Monday, that will be uh, September 9th, my first column for Flag Sports will be out. I don't even know what the title of the column is yet, but I am writing baseball for them. Not just covering the game of now, but looking back and having fun talking about baseball. Uh, just uh, joined up with that team. So Flag Sports, find it online, find it on Twitter, and look for my first baseball column. It should be a weekly column going forward, even during the offseason. Always a lot of baseball to talk about. And it's been fun to reconnect uh, with the sport of baseball, something I've been passionate about for a long time, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll see how that goes. Speaking of uh, passion, my friend Ryan has a passion for telling stories and capturing them through his camera lens documentaries, man, I love them. I love just flipping them on, Netflix, Hulu Prime, things I don't even know about. Let me just give this a view, and then you connect to the human stories, and we talk about that a lot today. It's a great story, and Ryan and his buddy Nick Reed, an Oscar winner, uh, were there to direct and, and tell this story of Claire Wineland, and it's a powerful story and a great project. I'm happy to share it. Uh, she also has a foundation, Claire's Place, uh, Claire's Place Foundation.org. Check them out. But I want you to listen to the show first. Check that all out later. Listen to the show. It's coming up right now after the break here on the Knapsack Files. Thanks for listening, my friends. Stick around. It's a great interview. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, and I keep talking about the tale 
There's a lot of raccoons out here. My neighbors are storing raccoons, and I call them raccoons because it makes me sound like a nice southern gentleman about to get in a gunfight with a pack of raccoons. But we're having a lot of fun here at the Knapsack File Studio, and this is going to be a great episode. I think you're going to get a lot from it. I think you're going to get inspired, be touched, and find a good project to watch. And it's also, as we often do with podcasts, uh, it's a chance for me to catch up with an old friend in front of microphones, which is not... The, I don't recommend that. I don't think you all should do that. Uh, go out and get human contact. But if you can, record it. So with that said, a friend, a documentarian, a documentary filmmaker is what they are, uh, and a guy I've known... I mean, it's been almost 10 years now. Ryan Acevedo is here. Hello, Ryan. Hey, Kim. Thanks for having me in. This is, uh, it's fun to do this. We got a great project we're talking about. There's uh, a bittersweet feeling to the project. Let's be honest about that. It's it's the doc- documentary titled Claire coming out. And it's actually out this week on YouTube following uh, 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 the YouTuber Claire Wineland, who built quite a following being herself, being inspirational. Uh, but a, a, a touching story, painful story, bittersweet, and there's a lot to uh, the trailer itself, which I've is so far the only thing I've seen about it, um, is moving. It Thank makes you. you think, makes you think about your own life, and that's a minute and a half. So we're gonna dive into that with Ryan here today. But again, you and I—it's been a long time, friend. How are you? I am doing fantastic, and you can't see Ken right now, but he looks amazing. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. <laughs> A little more gray in my beard and a little less hair. You have a little more gray. Uh, a little less hair as well. We met around a wrestling ring, actually. We did. Early on. Uh, 2010 now, right? Uh, correct. For a project that is going to be seen the light of day, light of day as well. Absolutely. Um, uh, called Unpinned. I guess we can say that. If we can, I'll bleep it out later. Bleep. Uh, and that is, just follows uh, my good friend, Paul Ventimiglia, a, a pro wrestler, a police officer, and an interesting character. And then you just you just started following uh, Paul and Millennium Pro Wrestling and the story that was happening around his life uh, that you just happened to be filming for something crazy that happened in his career, law enforcement career, uh, that uncovered uh, 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 government, uh, city official uh, uh, collusion and problems. It's it's pretty amazing that you were there. Uh, I just, I just want to start with that, man. You, documentary, filmmaking, and, and how did you get started into this line of work? You know, I started filming rock bands back in the early 90s. I uh, worked for a lot yeah. of promoters, so members of Guns N' Roses and Weezer and, I mean, you know nice. We did a lot of that. And then um, my favorite part of that was always filming the behind the scenes stuff, you know, backstage before they went on afterwards, there's always kind of insanity going on. And that just kind of grew into the love of, of documentary films. It's uh, that I didn't, I didn't know that part because this is why we podcast. You learn more about your friends when you press the record button. Um, It's, it's a tragedy. uh, The way that happens there. That's Vatica's nineties. As everyone knows is that's my era of music and that's what I love. So, so you just, what what is it what is it about the behind the scenes stuff? Because I I'm one of those people that will flip on a documentary about a band I don't even love and I'm glued to it. What is it about just that? I think there's something about getting inside someone's environment because yeah. it's one thing to ha- hear somebody on an interview. It's another thing to be in their living room. Mm-hmm, it's another mm-hmm. thing to be in their bedroom as they're waking up. Um, yeah. Just even seeing the things that are in the background of somebody's life, you get a lot of sense about who they are and and you know what's important to them and what yeah. motivates them. Yeah, that's. Yeah, and, and when a, a good documentary really pulls you into those kind of stories. Absolutely. 
when did you branch out uh, and start doing this more on your own? I know, uh, if memory serves, you were working, you were part of the crew that was working on the original documentary about my uh, my, my, my pal Paul, say that fast. Um, and then things happened and you took over. Yeah, it, it was a crazy thing because there were a few of us working on the film and then all of a sudden I get a phone call from mm. one of the producers and he said, this project is um, no longer going to proceed. Mm. And I said, how come? And he said, I can't talk about it, but I need all your footage. And I said, absolutely not. You cannot have my footage. <laughs> you know, this is my footage. This is not a work for hire situation. Yeah. And, um, you know, no, I couldn't get a straight answer out of anybody about yeah. what was going on. So I called Paul yeah. and, um, he also couldn't say a lot because of the situation he was in, but I just had the instinct everybody's saying, stop filming. That's exactly when you need to start filming. <laughs> That's more. when you need to grab the cameras. Yeah. So we literally filmed with everything, anything we yeah. could get our hands on. We filmed with phones. We filmed with home video recorders. I mean, you name it. Yeah. Well, I mean, long story short, I, I don't want to bury uh, uh, the story that would come out that's going to come out in the story is, is you guys started filming my friend Paul, who as he was running a charity wrestling show. Yeah, Paul, I, I, was you had met him at the party or the other guy who was working on uh, the, the other, project? The, the other, other guy yeah. met Paul at a Christmas party at a police station Christmas party. And this guy's kind of crazy. And he is crazy. <laughs> He's my best friend. He's my brother. He's crazy. In the best way possible. In the best way possible. Yeah, no, he he's a very decorated law enforcement officer, uh, mentored a lot of people, mentor to me. Uh, we've helped each other through a lot of uh, tough times, uh, mutual uh, uh, help society. Um, and it was just this like, let's film you because sure, maybe it could be a reality show or something weird. And this is 2009-ish range, the late 2009 era. Yeah. October 2009, That's correct. right. And uh, just kind of like, sure, let's just do a crazy reality TV's, you know, always for the last 20 years since Survivor hit it has been something. But it's like, hey, back then it was like, let's do a crazy show. And then I can't say. Things happen where he knew something that had happened within the police department and he tried to expose it and they went after him, got his badge and essentially fired him. And he was running this charity wrestling show um, with Rowdy Roddy Piper. And it was like this crazy story explodes and you end up because of your desire to not stop filming. You capture a little bit of, of history for us, small history, but it's pretty big stuff. And once the story comes out. I, I I have this belief that uh, I, I love uh, the, the French brothers who did the documentary on 9-11. And one of them said in it, he goes, hey, sometimes people are chosen to witness stories. I feel you were. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. That had nothing yeah. to do with me. That had everything yeah. to do with that's where I was supposed to be at that moment. Yeah. And um, for whatever reason... Yeah. Luckily, I pressed the red button and everything worked Keep okay. Going. How do you put together, when you start filming stuff, how do you put together a story? Every documentary needs to be true and honest, but you, you have to story edit as you go. How do you start forming yeah. that? Usually at the beginning, after I've gotten to know somebody and I've talked to them, I'll kind of create the outline of what I think the story is. And mm. that's just to kind of give me a loose framework of what to film. Right. But nine times out of 10, that changes, you know, within a week. Immediately. Um, things open up. I mean, the story that I mm. thought we were telling with Paul, for example, ended yeah. up being way better than anything I could have imagined. <laughs> yeah. Corruption, yes. uh, sex, drugs, lies, and rock and roll, and pro wrestling. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, I hope that sees the light of day, and we'll come back and do more talking about that. From there, what else have you did during that time? Because uh, that's the thing. That's the thing with you. I would see you, but once a year at Paul's house for a party. I'd run into your kitchen. You'd be like, well, "Still working on the dock," and docks take a long time. I remember Paul told me he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna start filming this thing. It'll be the shows in May. The wrestling shows in May. Eh, the, by the, so by the summer, this dock will come out." I said, "Brother, it's gonna take at least four or five years, and it's been ten. Yes. 
It, 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 yeah. And, you know, well, you know, we ran into so many stop starts and stops mm. because we would fin- literally finish editing and then yeah. something would change with the story and we'd go back and we'd shoot more and then something would change and we would go back and shoot more. And finally, when we felt that we had kind of put the, the, the end bookmark on the, on the, uh, mm. on the story, that's when we were finally able to kind of put, yeah. put, put the uh, lid on it. But, you know, even then, I mean, there's still amazing stuff that's happened. Paul always has amazing stuff <laughs> he, going on. <laughs> I don't know how, as he says, my ass always lands in butter. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, and, and people have passed away. Roddy Piper has passed away since then. Cincinnati Red, a local wrestling legend who's featured heavily in it, passed away. And this this documented a piece of the, the, these people's lives. It really yeah. did. And, and and I think a really important piece of, a piece of mm-hmm. SoCal wrestling history. Absolutely. Well. Uh, from there, again, where, 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 where did your career go from there? Because, again, yeah. I'd see you once a year. Yes. You were always working on something. So we, there were a lot of projects in between. I think the, the next big project mm-hmm. after that is I did a documentary called American Made Movie Tour, and we mm-hmm. followed a film promotional tour that went through 32 cities in 32 days, mm-hmm. and it was um, it was insane. I mean, because it was yeah. literally get up in the morning, do media, um, go in, meet with mm-hmm. whoever we had, our partners in the area in the in midday, do more uh, drive time in the afternoon, and then, of course, you know, screen in the evening and do the whole thing. grab That's, dinner at midnight. Yeah. Do it First, all again. Jump on a tour bus and do it all again. How many weeks in total? Uh, we were out six weeks. That's that's a rock and roll lifestyle. It was rock and roll. <laughs> I love the tour bus. <laughs> and you're a calm, quiet guy, so I can imagine uh, I can't imagine you on the living the life on the road. Not that it was Guns and Roses, but it definitely was not Guns and Roses. But it was still pretty fun. <laughs> what are some of the best things uh, that you could talk about that you witnessed with some of those bands? Oh my God! He pauses. Yeah, I I, I think probably my favorite interview <laughs> of that era was probably. Um, Slash from Guns N' Roses, mm. who, for whatever reason, required that we would only film him in front of the condom machine in the bathroom. <laughs> so as we're doing the interview, people are coming and going because the bathroom's not closed. It's the only bathroom backstage. <laughs> and he's um, he's feeling pretty good. Yeah. He's a great interview, very nice guy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that, that was definitely the favorite. <laughs> oh, Slash. Oh, Slash. Oh, Slash. That's awesome. Indeed. Rock and roll, baby. Um, so y- you are, this is kind of becomes your career path, um, which again, I, lo- I love that it wasn't what you set out to do. You know, what did you originally set out to do? I originally set out to be a musician. I mean, I play bass yeah. guitar and I was in a band all through high school and then yeah. out of, after high school. And then at some point I realized I wasn't that good. <laughs> so it's a great point. <laughs> yeah. I realized there are a lot of people that are way better at it. Um, but, but, you know, what I noticed with film and, and with documentaries is it combined all the things that I really loved. Mm. You know, it involved the, the visual air, the visual mm. part of a show of putting together something that people can watch, but also, yeah. you know, keeping keeping the story going with the music and with what's going on, the peaks and the valleys. You know. Telling a story. We're all exactly. telling stories. Exactly. Just now I have more um, colors in the palette. Yeah. Was there a specific moment that you're thumping the bass and you're like, <laughs> not anymore? <laughs> there were a lot of moments. <laughs> It was me and an actor uh, when I was in a scene with Kristen Wiig, and she took a line I wrote that wasn't a joke and just made it to a bring the house down joke. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not good at that. <laughs> this isn't for me. I was in the middle of a scene on stage in front of a packed house. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not good. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, I've, I've, I've felt that many times. <laughs> but you're good at this, and you go on the right path. And, and this other, this project comes out now that I, I, let's talk about now here. So this is, uh, the, again, the documentary is called Claire. Correct. Uh, Fight Like Claire is part of the promotional hashtag that's coming around. Tell me how you get involved in the story with a very, you know, successful, at time, well-known YouTuber. I, I remember even hearing about her. Um, she's battling, what, cystic fibrosis? Correct. Um, and she's kind of an inspirational person. It's a, 
subscription numbers are going up, views are going up, and, and that's all important, but that also means nothing. What is important is her story. How did you get involved in that? Well, back in 2013, I started working with my co-director, Nick Reed. He was um, producing a film called Lady in Number no. 6, and okay. eventually went on to win the Oscar uh, that year in the short documentary category. Okay. And so after that, pretty much just about every documentary that he worked on or that I worked on, we worked on together. Okay. Um, we were working on a film about terminal illness, and it was... Um, it was, I mean, it's mm. a shocker. It was depressing. Yeah. And uh, so we were It's look- not slash in a bathroom. <laughs> it's right. different. Yeah. Exactly. And, and so we were looking for somebody to really show the other side, who, somebody who had a little bit more positive, uplifting outlook. Gotcha. And I just stumbled upon Claire on, mm. on YouTube and I was like, oh my God, this, this woman's amazing. Mm. And you know, next thing I know, I was getting ready to go to bed. Next thing I know, I'd watched, you know, two or three hours of her videos and I was right. laughing and crying and and right. so we reached out to her and asked her if she wanted to come in for an interview. And um, when she came in for an interview, you know, we, mm-hmm. we all immediately realized this is not somebody who can be part of this documentary. She's way bigger. She needs her own thing. Needs her own tale. And then we asked her, and, um, and I think she probably turned us down throughout the next year, you know, maybe oh, five really? or six times. Yeah, we, so, so 2013, you said? Well, we, we actually started filming, uh, let's see, it was uh, 20, uh, 2017 is when we, when we started filming okay. with her. And... Um, early 2017. And, um, you know, we would film, we'd film the interview and then there was a a lapse and then we filmed another interview. And, Mm -hmm. you know, part of it too is you wouldn't know it by looking at her. Um, but it it really took a lot out of her physically to do an interview. Just even sit down and talk. Yeah. So, you know, Mm -hmm. she, she finally, the last interview we did with her, she had mentioned that it would probably take her four or five days just to recover from that interview. Cause every day she does, you know, four hours of breathing treatments and she has to eat 5,000 calories and yeah, I know she had she had help her. She had uh, tubes a lot. I mean, she's this is this is serious stuff. Yeah, this is this is something that she battled her, her entire life. Absolutely. When she was yeah. born, she was not supposed to make it past four years old, mm. and then she made it to five. And then they there were some changes in, in medical advancements, and, and they said, well, okay, she's not going to make it to ten. Then she made it to ten, and then they said fifteen. And actually, when she was thirteen, she was in a coma for a month, um, yeah. died briefly, and they brought her back, and um, that was just. I think that's where she really shifted from being somebody who was special to being somebody who was special and on a mission. So that's 13, 13. And, 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 and we're not going to, I don't want to tell her story here. Her words are captured in, in, in this film. Um, but I'm fascinated about just why you're there on the ground level, getting this in 13's old enough to realize what you just said. I can deal with this or I can really deal with this and do something with yeah. it. And she chose to make, it's make the best out of it, which is a very light, fluffy term for how serious it was. Yeah. yeah. She, I mean, her, her whole thing was, you know, live a life that you're proud of. Right. Don't have regrets, you know, make the world a better place, reach out to people, help people. Um, she was just, you know, she was one of the most amazing, probably the most amazing person I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And really just, I've never met somebody who was so focused on a mission and, and that you just... I mean, I've been around, you know, as mm-hmm. we both have, we've been around celebrities and yeah. artists and things. And, and she had a, a charisma like, like a, like a rock star, mm-hmm. but it was in a different way. It was a very Zen kind of like, you just wanted to be around her. Like you felt like a better person just spending time with her. A, a, a quiet strength, a quiet, just you, you, you drawn to that, uh, quiet strength feeling. and also not so quiet sometimes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. was, she was fantastic. Wow. So you're, you're there filming it. So once she, when she agrees to it, I'm sure, I mean, she's already on YouTube. She's exposing every fear, every struggle, every, every tear, every scream, everything. She's already, she's already doing that. YouTube allows that. And, and 
why I love, though I can get grumpy on Twitter uh, about what people's opinions of my opinions of Star Wars are and all that kind of stuff, I still go back and say this technology, this era we're in, is still so tremendously powerful and can be used right. And she, she decides to do that. So I understand why she wouldn't want to immediately agree to this. These two two good dudes are going to show up and start filming more of me? What what finally made it click in that, that she was okay with this project? Well, I think, And her family, too, I'm sure. You know, I think that, you know, part of it was, and she had said this after we started filming at one point, she said, you know, when you're, when you have a terminal illness, you know that your, your time, everybody's time is finite, but when you're terminal, it's the end of that yeah. time looks a lot closer. So you're very conscious about where you spend your time. And there's this, you know, what she once told us, there's this misconception that you have this bucket list and you want to skydive and you want to do all this stuff. But she said, really, for most people, you just want to quietly go through life and spend time with people you love. Yeah. You think that your days might be, um, your end might be closer than you would hope. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think in terms of, um, working together, I think what really changed is I think once we got to know each other and once she saw where we were coming from and it wasn't our goal to tell our story, our goal was just Mm -hmm. to tell her story. And in fact, the last interview that we did with her, we had her write all of her own questions. Mm -hmm. And so, because we wanted to get her voice as much as possible. And I think that's what really probably shifted it more than anything. Wow. Is that that something you had done in other documentaries or anything like that? No, I mean, sometimes. Because we don't want Paul to get his own questions. I know that. But (laughs) where did that tactic come from? That was actually uh, my co-director, Nick Reed. He had, um, we we were, he came up with the idea because, you know, we really wanted to make sure that we were getting her voice exactly the way she wanted it. And more than anything, we wanted to make sure that she felt that she was being heard in the way that she wanted to be heard. Mm-hmm. And um, it just, it worked. I mean, it was amazing. Was there a moment early on in the process when she agrees to, to let this project go forward that, that you felt the trust was earned off camera or on so a moment Absolutely. where it clicked in? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, she, she started a foundation called Claire's place and they donate money and they help uh, families and children living with cystic fibrosis to pay their bills and do things so that they can be with their, with their families more. And um, she has a, an annual event called the Glow Ride, and yeah. it's um, usually at Hermosa Beach, and people decorate their bikes with glow strips, and they ride around, and it raises money for, for Claire's Place. Okay. And not as part of the documentary, we went down just to support her and to film it and make sure that they had clips they could use for commercial. And I think that that helped shift something, because it really gotcha. wasn't for the film. It was just to serve. Yeah. And I think that, I think that she appreciated that. Yeah, but that makes total sense. Yeah. Because even if, I mean, I know you, I know you're a nice dude. I don't know, Nick, I'm assuming anyone associates with you is a nice dude, but <laughs> you're making something and there's going to be accolades and you're going to, you know, I know you had a, and you, I was, you invited, you invited me to the premiere. I couldn't make the premiere, but it's like, you, you're all having, you know, it, it's this thing. And I'm sure if, if you're sitting in the center of the storm going, everyone wants to be a part of this storm, like you have to be careful. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I totally get that. Like you're like, no, no, we'll just do this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, too, she'd had some experiences with other people that had approached oh, her for yeah. different projects that, you know, didn't have her best interest at heart. So mm. she was you know, cautious, understandably. Yeah. Yeah. And then this goes on, the story goes on. And, and um, in, in, in the process of making this thing, she passes away, uh, which is something that I'm sure was a realistic possibility, right, all, all along. But how, how, do, how, how do you, you know, she's got a family, she's got fans, she's got friends. Uh, you guys filming that, how do, how do, what did that do to you that day? Other than you're connected to her, you're yeah. around her, you're inspired by her, so now you're losing a friend too. Yeah. But as a, as a, as a filmmaker. I, I mean, soul crushing, I think, is probably the only, you know, word to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, because, she, you know, she'd gone in for a double lung transplant and we were so optimistic because there are so many times that she had 
been in situations where the, the odds were really against her and, and she always seemed to pull through. And, um, and we thought this one was going to be the same. I mean, the surgery went amazing. The surgeon was like, right. these lungs are great and you know, everything went perfectly well. And then unfortunately the day after the surgery, while she was still under anesthesia, she had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and I, I still remember getting the text from her mom when she said, you know, things mm-hmm. had, had taken a turn yeah. and it was just, you know, I, I think somebody had said there was like a 5% chance of that happening. And, um, oh, really? you know, in the back of your mind, I think you just have this thing where like somebody who's doing this much good can't leave. Yeah. Wow. So the, so this, so even a complicated procedure like this had, they were like pretty confident. They're very confident. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone's, you know, I've lost two relatives on, on, the, on the operating table and it's like, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, that's a weird, you know, you know, the risks, but you, you, you have this faith in a, in a, at a skill set, at a, at a yes. at Western medicine. Yeah. Yes. That's it. That's hard to hear that. No, well, it, it ain't my, that ain't, this ain't about that right now, obviously, but like I, I, and I'm not drawing the comparison, but like there's an extra like, Oh, we, you know, especially if it's like, it's going to be good. Yeah. <sighs> that's sad. I didn't know that part of it. I didn't know that part of it. Uh, but you have the project going and you talk to your, talk to our family and they make this decision to continue going. Yep. Um, you know, that we, we, we've become very close with her family and her mom, Melissa, who's just absolutely amazing, you know, really saw this as the opportunity f- to help Claire's message reach more people and for more people sure. to know about Claire and to hear her story. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the amazing things that I have, I learned on this project mm-hmm. that I, I, I give a lot more respect to YouTube now than I ever did because mm-hmm. Even now, like you can go on her, her channel right now and you can see comments from people that have just discovered her videos and mm-hmm. I, I, in their comments like, hey, I was thinking of committing suicide and then I saw your video or wow. uh, you know, I'm a sick wow. kid in a hospital. I didn't know that there was anybody I could use as a role model, but thank you for being there. And I mean, she's still touching lives. We, mm-hmm. we released the trailer um, six days ago and just yeah. the comments that I've seen on the trailer are, I mean, even the trailer is having an effect on people and that's nothing to do with us. I mean, that's yeah. 110%, you know, the magic of Claire. A hundred percent. I can see that in the trailer. I really, like I said, I, I was, I was familiar in the sense of, Hey, I just work in the YouTube world, but I know a lot of people don't. And as big as YouTube might be, and as big as her f- subscriber number might be, there's going to be a large pocket of people that this is their first exposure to it. So it does become pretty powerful then yeah. too. And you talked about it there. Like, like again, it's so easy to be cynical. It's so easy, not just in, in life, but looking around ah, these YouTubers with the video games and the trailer reactions. And yeah, there's a lot of chuff out there, a lot of bad things. But like, man, this is such a powerful medium because it's it's storytelling. It, it is it is exposing your every be- part of your being yes. in a way that we couldn't do before. Absolutely. And I think that the new the younger generation, too, is becoming so much more um open on camera that it's mm-hmm. making documentary storytelling so much easier and so much mm-hmm. more authentic. So yeah. it's just even like with Claire, I mean, she was used to being in front of the camera all the time. So mm-hmm. the Claire on camera was the exact same Claire that was off the camera. Oh, she's a, she's engaging presence. I mean, this is, this yeah. is she, you could just see it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, that's going to draw more people. So that, that's pretty powerful, pretty powerful. They're going to keep going that way. Uh, so the so it was was it an easy decision for for you, your team and, and the family? We felt like we owed it to her. Yeah, um, it was really you know as long as the family was on board, there was yeah. nothing that we were going to do to you know put to slow this down. In fact, if anything, it probably caused us to pick up the speed a little bit more because mm-hmm. it became a mission about not just telling the story but really yeah. serving her and honoring her. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, can folks, uh, you know, do yourself a favor if you haven't already watched the trailer. And right now, at some of us recording, we're recording a little bit early. When the, when this is out, you can actually go get the docu get the documentary on you. So on YouTube Originals, right? Yep. You just, you, uh, luckily, YouTube Originals, because of the story and because of Claire, mm-hmm. um, you don't have to be a, a premium subscriber. They're showing the, the the film on her channel with no advertising. If you wow. go to youtube.com slash Claire Wineland, mm-hmm. um, it'll be available starting uh, September 2nd. September 2nd, it's available there. And and uh, what, what are some of the lessons you personally learned while filming this? An old wise man like you are, you and me, we've been around the block. Eh, we really haven't. But I'm sure you had your eyes and heart open by this young, young, powerful person. Yeah, I mean... She's drastically changed me. Um, she's made me much nicer. She, all of us, everybody working <laughs> on film, we all became much nicer. Yeah. Um, all nicer to each other. Um, easy. I've never worked on a project where there was zero ego with anybody involved. It was all about Claire and all about telling her story. But I think, you know, I think she made me a nicer person. I think she also made me, I mean, this sounds cliche, but she really taught me how to appreciate every second mm-hmm. and really don't wait for the perfect time to do something. Just do it now. Do it. Yeah, we always talk about it here in Napsack Files of the do it, do it. And we make, you know, you know, Shia LaBeouf put that video out years ago. Just do it. And we all poke fun of it. But he's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he's not wrong. You don't know. You don't know tomorrow. Yeah. And this is someone who had to live with that every every day. Every her day. Her entire life. And to choose that attitude. She spent half of her life in the hospital. She had over 35 surgeries. Mm. Um, you know, born with cystic fibrosis. I think um, her the last, uh, last couple of years, her lung capacity was like 18%. I mean, mm. amazing. Like things that would keep most people from getting out of bed in the morning. And she was out speaking, you know, yeah. to different groups and inspiring people and decorating hospital rooms for kids. I mean, I saw that. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the, there's some, some clip of her decorating a hospital room in the trailer. That's just great. Uh, and I'm sure you saw, I'm sure you saw the, those down moments. Do you know, and I want her to, her to be able to tell that story on this, in this video, but how, how did she, how does she pull herself up in those dark moments, man? Yeah. Cause you know, they're there. Yeah. And you do see, you do see some of those in the film. Right. Um, she's very, there's some moments that are very raw and very, mm-hmm. even still to me are very difficult to watch cause it's, sure. it's her in a raw, dark, sad moment. Um, but you know, the thing with her, I think, you know, that seemed to kind of all or, always pull her through was her mission. You know, it was always about, yeah. even like with her foundation that she started, she never took a penny from the foundation. Even when she needed a, a lung transplant, she didn't have money for everything that goes around it. She wasn't taking a penny from the foundation. Wow. And, um, I think it was just all all about mission for her. You know, her mission in her own words was to help dignify sick people. That's yeah. And, uh, that's what she did. That's what she did. Yeah. Yeah. That's power. That's a powerful statement. Yeah. Yeah, We, we, the infirmed man, toss them in a box. Yeah. You absolutely can do that. And you know, too, there were so many things that I learned from her in terms of that. I didn't realize I was doing like, the awkwardness that a lot of people have when they talk to somebody who's in the hospital or somebody who's just has a diagnosis yeah, yeah, yeah. and it changes, you know, suddenly it's very, you know, somber and, and, you know, she, what she used to say that a lot of times people would come into that, not all, a lot of huh. times, but people would come into the room and suddenly every, their energy would change and they'd say, so, you know, how are you doing? Yeah. And, you know, and she said that she, you know, like yeah. in one instance she was saying, you know, I talked to this guy for five minutes and within five minutes I realized, okay, he has a cocaine addiction. Uh, his wife just left him and you're sorry for me. Like, right. come on. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's that, that, uh, yeah. Not talking down, but just like common, like, yeah, yeah. 
we don't know what to say. And that's yeah. the thing is, is as I'm uh, we always say, you have to allow for all of us to be human. We don't know. Yeah. We're figuring this out as we go along. So true. Yeah. So the some pr- of us, yeah, go ahead. I figure out more by error than learning. I think. Hey man, Yoda says, man, failure is the greatest teacher for a reason. I mean, and, and it, it, it always said in your, in your problems are your problems. Your struggles are your struggles. Don't downplay those. We all got our things, but some perspective. And, and I, you know, there's, it's tough to see someone so strong uh, uh, head on out to the next chapter earlier than we want. But it's like, okay. it, what a powerful, powerful lesson and, and legacy. It's not going to end. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. To me. In, in all this sadness and tragedy, but also this hope and the silver line. I mean, it's never going to end. It's only going to grow. Absolutely. And, and that's one of the things that some of the early feedback we've gotten from the movie is, I know we've, you know, we've been talking about kind of some of the, the more difficult parts of the film, but really everybody that leaves the movie that has seen the movie rather mm-hmm. um, they leave on a high note because mm-hmm. we don't focus on what we lost. We really focus on what Claire's given to the world and right. what she's given to your point. She's still giving, it's still out there. It's still spreading the word. And we're still hearing from people that you know she's affected. Who are just learning about it there as a filmmaker, as a documentary filmmaker. And, and, and you come towards the end of this project, Rick said, ready to close. I mean, we joke about the other documentary with Paul, but it's like, you don't know when to put a ch- uh, the close on here. This one, you know, unfortunately something happens, but then like, you know, when you put this to close, uh, 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 what did you and Nick feel? Like, was there a sense of, I hope you did it right. Or did I, I, we did it right. There's, there's business to come that I want to talk about, yeah. but like in the actual making of this project. You know, I, I, I really believe, I don't know who said this, but there's the quote, you know, art is never completed. It's just abandoned. And yeah, might've been George Lucas, but oh, it could have been probably was, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but you know yeah. that it was a little bit of that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we had, we had hard deadlines that we had to meet for yeah. YouTube originals. Um, so that helped us kind of cut off. But I, you know, we, we thought that we were telling her story accurately and in a way that would really affect people and, and pick people mm-hmm. up. Um, it wasn't though until we had a few screenings on screenings under our belt where we saw the reaction that people was having or people were having, we really were like, okay, this is, this it, is, this is something really special. It's something special. Yeah. Again, yeah. and this isn't a, you gave, gave each other a high five and said, we did. I'm saying, you're saying, okay, we did our job called to this mission, called to this journey. We, yeah. we, we put that out there in the right way. Yeah. That's got to feel sad, but good. It, it does. And it's, and you know, it's one of those things where I think that, um, you know, this, I don't think you can watch this film without having your life transformed or changed in some way. And it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with us as filmmakers. It's just 110% clear. Yeah. You know? Again, I, I, I go to this. It's, it's, uh, you know, do you feel you were called in a way to this, this moment? Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. And, and I feel like we've been throughout the entire process, we've been kind of helped if you will, like mm-hmm. a lot of coincidences have lined up that mm. are just so out of the blue. And right, right. I, I really think that, you know, this is, this is, this is about a lot more than us. <laughs> That's giving me some weird emotional chills just hearing that because yeah. Yeah. Again, it, it's going back to the, the, the French brothers documenting the, the, the towers fall and say that they, they, they believed that a, 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 a person or a group of people are, are chosen to witness history for a reason. And this is yeah. a, this is a, a pretty powerful moment to, to, Start from, eh, let's just, again, even how you're, you're, you're starting on another project. Yes. This didn't, this wasn't even in front of you. You didn't scan YouTube and just go, let's do a full, full on documentary about her. Yay. This pops up. And then, and things happen along the way. What, what do you, things, what, what can you talk about that happened along the way? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it was, it was really interesting because, um, 
every time we would, and this is kind of normal with documentary storytelling, but as you get to know somebody more and their guard comes down, the interviews yeah. become more and more interesting. And, you know, Claire's done a lot of media. Um, she's, she, you know, she's been, she's a tremendously savvy communicator. Exactly. Well said, Just, well yeah. said. And what we noticed, and especially the very last interview that we did, um, every time the guard would come down a little bit more and we'd get a little bit more mm. honesty. Uh, I don't want to say honesty even, um, we would see the good and the difficult. Yeah, the raw, the raw, yeah, the, the raw. sheer, sheer raw, rawness of the entire situation. Exactly, and it was really, I think the the last interview that we did, mm-hmm. where she was just in this zen place because she had just decided she'd always said she wasn't going to get a lung transplant. She always said, "I'm going to leave here with the same lungs I came in with, okay. and I don't want to go through what you go through to, with a quality of life." Yeah, and um, and uh, just a week or so before this interview, she had kind of decided that this is what she was going to do. And what she kind of confessed to us during the interview was the reason, the real reason she hadn't done it before is because she didn't know if she would be capable of doing something worthy enough to have another human being's lungs inside her. Wow. Like somebody who is giving constantly yeah. and, and for her to say something like that. Have I just, earned these lungs when yes, like you've earned them that's 50 exactly times it. over an eternity. Wow. Wow, that's 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 movie me and having you watch this. <laughs> that's 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 uh, what a wonderful soul, what a wonderful soul. And 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 you, you wrap this up, and when I, when I say that's a very cavalier term, but you know, this project's done. It's in your hands. You had already mentioned YouTube was involved. I do want to discuss a little bit of the business about it because it's Absolutely. also this day and age. It's, you can shoot an entire movie on your cell phone, but how do you get out? How do you get the story out? Yeah, um, that business is important. How did you guys along the way, how did you, how were you approaching the business side of this in terms of distribution? Who takes this? Who gets this story? You know, what's interesting is this was the only film project I think that we've gone into where we didn't have a clear plan of what we we're going to do with distribution. Cause normally, okay. you know, we always have kind of the backup plan. Here's the plan A, here's the plan B, here's the plan C. With mm-hmm. this one, we always felt the story was so important that it would work out. And shockingly it worked out. Um, yeah, wow. you know, we had approached a couple of, of distributors and, um, they were all very interested and the amazing thing with YouTube originals is they said, you know, not only are we going to make this film available for free for everybody, but we're also going to make a, a large contribution to Claire's foundation. Okay. And we're going to put a donate button next to the movie while it's playing on YouTube so that people can donate directly. So directly they, they've been it. a fantastic partner. I mean, I mean, again, uh, from the surface, it seems like it makes sense. She, she's someone using their platform. Like, yeah. why would they want to get involved? But it doesn't always work out that way in this yeah. modern age because there's a lot of places to choose from. I mean, yeah, I'm not surprised everyone looked at it and said, yeah, this is good. We want to get this out there. Um, but they just seemed to, they, they took it not more seriously, but went that extra mile. They did. Yeah. Uh-huh. They, they went that extra mile and they offered everything that we needed. Plus mm. they threw more onto the, onto the table that would help Claire's mission. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, uh, cause you know, yeah, the foundation obviously still goes on and, and the work, the work, the work is not done. Yes. The work is not Very done. True. Where do you go from here, man? Well, Let's yeah. talk a little bit about you. I know you know, we don't want to spotlight on you, but you, you, this this project, I mean, this is this is trend. This is a transformative project. Yeah. So now, what kind of stories do you want to tell? Well, you know, every, every story that I've been attracted to yeah. in documentary has always been some story of inspiration or transformation. Even you know our story with Unpinned with mm-hmm. Paul. I mean, it, Paul's a very inspirational guy in a very mm-hmm. unconventional way. I think I cry in it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We have a couple. We have a couple of people. We have two, two tears. Maybe I don't cry. I don't know. But no, there's yeah. just a, it's a slight glint. It's a glint. In your, yeah, listening. I'm eye. learning. Yeah, but you know. But that, yeah, I know what you mean. That, that so really, the whole goal is to find stories like that that can inspire people mm-hmm. better than what we found them. And um, 
you know, there's never going to be another Claire and Mm -hmm. just like there's only one Paul. And so it's finding people like that, that, that really have a mission on, uh, on the planet that are doing things to, you know, make Mm -hmm. it a better place and helping kind of shine a spotlight on them and and totally reach more people. That's what's fascinating about uh, the documentary format. Anyways, what you just talked about uh, in the beginning of, of, of rock and roll stars and yay, cool. But them backstage and that's what we're drawn to. I think you, you I, I, I love scripted and you know, I love movies, I love Star Wars, I love all that stuff. But I, I still sit down, if I'm sitting down to watch something on, on Netflix, I find some weird documentary Yes, uh, because you connect to it. And, 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 and even things I'm not familiar with, even oh, let's just see what this weird thing is. And then you find yourself moved by humans. It's this, it's this even more than scripted. I think it is this mirror up to us as a society, and a humankind fails and all. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's nothing for me quite as compelling as watching someone scars, warts, everything mm-hmm. go through their daily life and face something that's bigger than maybe what they think they can handle and then mm-hmm. come out on the other side, a better person or, you know, mm-hmm. helping more people or doing something or, or even you know reaching more people, whatever that is, there's something so yeah. inspiring for me personally about that. And I think that's, that's why I've been so attracted to documentaries. No, it's a powerful format indeed, and it takes a long time. I mean, you have to have patience as a creative. This isn't, uh, you know, you're not throwing up a camera and, and, and live streaming. Yes. You know, I, you know, me as a podcaster, I do this because I don't have the patience to do more. You know, I mean, uh, as, as a documentary filmmaker, you are in it for years, really. Yes. And the fact that, I mean, this one to hear you describe a little bit working with Claire, I mean, that, that happened at a, at a seems to be faster pace Maybe because again it needed to, and you didn't know it needed to. Yes. But some of the other, I mean, you have to take your time. How do you, as a as a creative person, how do you have the patience to do that? Uh, for for me, I think it's exercise. I yeah. mean, because otherwise you go crazy. You know, it's like yeah. I have to kind of run stuff out sometimes because mm. you, you, no matter what pace you want something to be at, the story is going to go at its own pace. There's a a, a right. gentleman who has a circus um, called Bernardo Circus, and he was a former ringmaster for Ringling Brothers, and I met him four or five years ago, and he told me he was, his dream was to start a circus and he was going to start the circus. And at the time, you know, Ringling Brothers was on the decline and right. circuses were closing and we brought him into the studio and we shot an interview with him and he was just the most inspirational mm-hmm. um, j- guy with just this giant heart. And so we kept, you know, it's been four years now and we check in with him throughout right. the process and the guy now has a full-blown circus that's traveling, wow. you know, 40, uh, what he's had 40 weeks this year across the U.S. And it's an amazing show and people go out crying and hugging and high-fiving <laughs> and but, you know, that was one that very easily the odds were it was not going to have a happy right. ending for us. And luckily it, it has. But, it has. you know, four years. Wow. And we're not done. You're not, <laughs> so done, you're not done making it. We're not done yet. Hopefully uh, we should be done in the next six months. Wow, that's crazy. Because I know you. I know you're not in it for, for, for the glory. Uh, but, yeah, you, when you're creative, you want to, like, do something, make it, put it out there. Go, yeah, okay, that was great. People like it. Next thing. And it, 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 that does not happen <laughs> fast. No, it does not. <laughs> Not even close to fast. And again, again, no, not saying you're grabbing this for ego, but just like that is a special kind of skill. Well, you know, it was, uh, it was very, cause we've been so kind of in the weeds with, with everything in terms yeah. of the marketing and the post-production and, and the other projects that we have going. So when we had the screening or the premiere the other night, mm-hmm. it was such a rare moment to where we're actually like watching people's reactions to the film. And it was yeah. such a high, I mean, it was so nice with, to see her family there. They were. Yeah. If you can, not speaking for them, what was their thoughts and feelings of just watching this this play out in front yeah, of them? Yeah, so you know, our biggest concern was really making sure that 
they loved the film and they felt we were being accurate. Mm -hmm. And um, to not, not, you know, like you said, I don't want to speak for them, but they seemed very happy and they mm -hmm. both immediately after came up and said, oh my God, this was so good right. and you really captured her spirit. And right. we had some people from her foundation that said that they felt like she was alive again on the mm -hmm. screen. Mm -hmm. And um, just everything, you know, all the, all the best possible scenarios in terms of feedback from the family. Yeah, because I'm sure they'd seen cuts and been in screening rooms, but to put it in front of people who, you know, yeah, again, you know, come on out to a Hollywood premiere, come see this thing, dress up fancy, and then get your life changed, you know, to <laughs> yeah. see that happen, I'm sure. Yeah. Had to be an emotional experience. It, it really was. And it was, um, you know, it was a little nerve-wracking because I, mm -hmm. you know, like you, I've been to a lot of screenings, and the first 10 minutes, it was just so quiet in there. Everybody was... Yeah perfectly still and perfectly silent. And we're kind of thinking, are they hating it? Are they, you mm -hmm. know, and then at the end we realized, you know, we started hearing some sniffles and we heard right. it started hearing some laughing. And what we realized after it was over was a lot of people had said, I didn't want to miss anything. Like I was afraid to oh, even yeah. like adjust in my seat because so much great stuff from Claire is coming out so quickly, mm. um, which is, which is nice and, and yeah. rare as you know. Any, any, is there any way to revisit this story and her legacy down the line with another project? Yeah, ab absolutely. We have, um, I mean, we easily could have made a four hour Claire movie because just okay. everything, the hardest part with this film, other than the, the yeah. personal issues of, of, of losing her was yeah. really everything that she said was great. And yeah. what do you cut? You were leading to my next question. I can make jokes about George Lucas cutting out things and going back, putting them in 20 years later. You, you were, uh, you are, your, her words are in your hands yes. and what do you choose to go in? Yes. And there's wow. so much good stuff that's left. Mm. So we're, we're in talks right now to do something with, um, okay. with some of the other footage that we have in YouTube originals. Okay. It's been a fantastic partner. So we're, we're hoping to have something we can announce in the next few months that okay. we'll, um, I didn't, I mean, listen, more clear. folks, I don't prepare for my interviews. I just dig, I just dig. Uh, <laughs> and that's why you're great. <laughs> That it just makes sense too, but yeah, I can't. I can't imagine as as a director, co-director, editor sitting there going, "Do we take this out because that could inspire?" But this is going to inspire and inspire. And can we just do them all? Can this be a yes. Ken Burns ten-hour documentary? Because yeah. uh, I'm sure it would work. Yeah, and uh, it, and it was crazy too because I mean we'd gotten to one point where mm -hmm. we were most we had most of the story kind of in its places. And then her mom, Melissa had said, Oh, I, I have this hard drive of all these home mm -hmm. movies. Um, would you be interested in them? And, you know, literally hundreds of wow. movies and thousands of pictures. And so, you know, we spent the next few weeks going through them and there's just, you know, Claire being Claire doing, mm -hmm. you know, commercial, you know, commercials in our hospital room for yeah. Yeah. products and just, you know, amazing stuff. It's all in the film now. It's all there. Well, not all of it, but the, it. you know, some yes. of the great stuff. That's powerful, man. I, I, I can't wait to sit down and see this all in myself for myself. Um, uh, that's just, uh, I, I, yeah, what a, what a, uh, I'll say wonderful experience, but yeah, it's a wonderful experience. Yeah. I, I it's really a, feel again, I'm doing, I'm doing what people would do to her in the hospital. Let's be somber about this. Yes. It's sad, but <laughs> wow, what a wonderful angel comes to heaven to tell the story and you get to capture it. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I really feel, um, I really feel so grateful, so fortunate yeah. and just so lucky. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's rare that you encounter people that you know for a brief time that have such a huge impact on every, like Claire has had an impact on every area of my life. Every area? Like, every area. I mean, just by relationships, being, parenting, relationships. professional. Yeah. yeah. I, I appreciate people much more. You know, yeah. everybody, you know, we all have expiration dates. We all act like we don't, but we do. Yeah. 
and um, to be have that more conscious. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm looking at the downside or the negative side of, of death. I'm just making sure that I focus on life while I'm here. Wow, yeah. That's 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 it right there. That's yeah. the choice we all have to make. Yeah. Uh, and powerful choices here. Here she faces this down her entire life and, and, and decides, you know, this is what I'm going to do with it. Yeah. I'm going to be me. That's, that, that's to me from afar, and I can't wait to see this story in full, but to me, she's just decided I'm going to be me in spite of all of this. That, you summed it up perfectly. I, I cannot wait to see your reaction to oh, the yeah. film. I'm so curious. Yeah, wow, that's, that's great. And this is again out now. Um, and I want you all listening to, to uh, if you're ready for it, I'm sure, this is, I'm sure it's heavy. I'm sure there's some fun moments, funny moments, and it's, and it's heavy, but inspirational. Like you said, people come out with joy. So you might, you know, this, this isn't a uh, Saturday afternoon, let's uh, you know, sit down and have the, you might have to be in the right headspace for it, or do you disagree with that? No, it's, you know, it's definitely not a downer. It's definitely not a movie about sickness. It's a movie about living. I mean, that's at go. the end of the okay. day. And people always say, oh, Fair. you know, it must be so sad because mm-hmm. she died. And it's like, no, she didn't. It's not sad because she died. This movie isn't about somebody dying. It's about somebody living. Oh, and yeah. it's somebody living with the most amazing, difficult uh, circumstances mm-hmm. you could possibly imagine. And, and not only living, but mm-hmm. thriving and helping others and getting beyond your own pain and your own suffering and doing something to make the world better. It's just, Yeah, focusing on others, man. That's another yeah. big key in life, too. Uh, we're almost done here, but uh, it's been a, it's a great time to talk to you about, uh, Ryan. I, you know, I... I watched you work up close and, and get the stories from just us, us schlubs and wrestling rings. So um, it makes sense to me that you, you and, and, and Nick were chosen for this role. Well, thank you. To get a more powerful story from someone uh, infinitely more well, powerful. I'm so honored to be on mm-hmm. your show because, as you know, I mean, you mm-hmm. have so much talent and no, you're always well. so just humble and cool about it. It's, it's fantastic you know. to see you getting accolades that you deserve. (laughs) I'm too bald to be talented apparently, but now (laughs) I, I, um, uh, want everyone here in the knapsack files community to, to, uh, reach out and try to uh, embrace this project and and get inspired for it and maybe share what's going on. I want to connect them. Uh, first, uh, and I'll put a link in in the podcast description, but, uh, Claire's place foundation.org is the website, right? Yes. For, uh, where all the work's going to and, and where you can donate directly or watch the movie. Like you said, thanks to YouTube. Um, and then where, so where are all the places they can find this film? Probably the easiest would be just, uh, they can go to youtube.com slash Claire Wineland, or they can go to clairemovie.com and that'll have links to all the social media sites, uh, the movie, the trailer, everything else. And then the, the, I, I, I've been seeing the hashtag of fight like Claire, fight like Claire. Is that, is any other hashtag attached to it? Um, just hashtag Claire Wineland or hashtag fight like Claire. Fight like Claire. I think people can share your story, share your reactions and your lessons and inspirations. And, and, and I'm sure that, that that helps make this all the more, uh, uh, powerful and, yes. and, and, you know, part of, part of the experience for the family too. Absolutely. We love when people share any kind of mm-hmm. reaction whatsoever. And, and we do, we read the comments, we, we mm-hmm. love the feedback and it means a lot to the family as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can see, I can see why I understand why, uh, this has, uh, been a, a, a really great conversation about a very important project and, and Ryan, I want to thank you for coming in. Where can they reach out to you or Nick? Are you, I know you're you are not as YouTube or social media uh, you, you know friendly as I am. No, not quite. <laughs> I'm working on it. But uh, at Ryan Azevedo, R Y A N A Z E V E D O on Instagram. Yeah, and, and reach out and tell 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 him. Share your uh, your reaction to this, and and I, I'd be curious to see as this as this continues to grow. Uh, how many different generations this reaches. Uh, this isn't just 
about young people learning from another young person. This is, this, I'm sure uh, there's a story, there's a lesson in it for everybody. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much, my friend. Oh, Ken, thank you so much for having me in. This yeah. Fantastic. Well, uh, uh, yeah, it's good. We got some catching up to do. Absolutely. We got some work to do. Yes, absolutely. And we're going to come back and talk about the wild world of, of, of pro wrestling and I'm law enforcement. So wrapping up into one thing. <laughs> You were there. For, you were there for the presentation of of the cer- the ceremony to Piper at the Hollywood Improv, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's in the film. That's in the film. Yeah. And and when I tell people I, the yeah. next documentary is about a pro wrestling cop, nobody believes me. Yeah, I think I'm being sarcastic. Wow, interesting, interesting. Yeah, you do great stuff, man. You do great work. Uh, right back at you. Thanks. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, that is uh, the Knapsack Files for today. Uh, normally, do a bunch of shout outs. We'll do that earlier in the show, uh, later when I do a pre tape. But I, I want you all to visit Claire'sPlaceFoundation.org. Uh, again, that is uh, Claire'sPlaceFoundation.org to learn more. Uh, and Claire Wyland Film, you said? Uh, Claire, uh, ClaireMovie.com. ClaireMovie.com. Yeah. Excuse me. ClaireMovie.com to get all the information as well as go to our YouTube page to watch it. I want you guys to check that all out. That is the Napsack Files for today. Go get inspired. Go live, my friends. Uh, we'll see you next time here on the Napsack Files. Mm-hmm.